Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! <laughs> Dave, Dave smells like nougat! Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 25 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They have the best menu, menu 136 draft beers, a 50-foot TV, and Andrew, LSU is probably one or two wins away from being a 10 seed in the NCAA tournament. You can call in from work on a Friday for the first time in five years and watch LSU play. In March Madness. Well, hold on now. Don't jinx them. Don't see. They're not. We, we've been joking for Go a ahead month and, and jinx them. We've been joking for about a month that they're going to be a number one seed in the NIT. And yeah, that's looking better than ever. Yeah. they uh, After Kentucky, they have gotten themselves together. But you can go to the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court in Baton Rouge. Enjoy it all. You should support them because they should support us. Um, and also, people, my computer is about to break. And if I don't have a computer, you don't have a podcast. So you need to donate so we can raise like five to seven hundred bucks and I can get myself a cheapy laptop. That's all I need. But God damn it, I need one. It's not going to make it till football season. It makes a giant grinding noise every time I start it up. Uh, kind of like Kevin. Fan. Kinda like, we're going to start a uh, donation plan uh, once, probably next week. But for right now... Donate whatever you can. I need a computer. I'm not asking you for a fucking AirBook Pro. I just need a computer that's new, that I can surf the internet, and I can edit this goddamn shit show. You know? they. Chris Rose raised $90,000 on Kickstarter to write a book. He hadn't written a page yet. So if you can give him ninety grand, you can give us seven hundred. That's all I'm saying. Go to the, hey, go to the button. Hey, everyone. Dave has a baby. Dave has yeah. Dave, if you donate something really nice, Dave might even print up a T-shirt. So, all right, to actual Saints news. Uh, Dave, I'm gonna start with you. Uh, Rita and Gail apparently brawled during the second Atlanta game. Where's Dave? There is he? Is he run off to to help with the baby? Where I'm here. Okay. So, Dave, Rita and Gail brawled during the second Atlanta game. To be fair, I think all Saints fans lost their shit if Twitter was any indication during that game. I know I did. I may or may not have thrown something at my TV. Um, so your thoughts on Gail and Rita brawling in the suite 
during the Atlanta game. I mean, that was basically, apparently, that was pretty much the catalyst for uh, for Benson altering the secession plan. Um, <clears throat> it sounds like they got into an argument. It sounds like Gail really wasn't listening to what Rita had to say, and so Rita kind of, you know, grabbed her and by the shoulders and shook her a little bit. Um, you know, there were a dozen, a dozen people in the suite at the time, so there were definitely a bunch of people that saw this go down. Yeah. And uh, the the eyewitness, you know, the, the the source that Jeff Duncan had, I thought it was funny. They were pretty dramatic about it. They said, I remember thinking that there were fireworks going off during the player introduction, and there were fireworks going off in the suite as well. How, how, how dramatic. That was a very dramatic way of putting that. Um but uh, yeah, is there any chance Duncan took some liberties there? Uh, probably not. Duncan seems like the kind of guy who, who uh, you know, plays it to a T when it comes to his sources and, and writing credibility. Um, uh, I could be wrong about that, of course. But so you know, I, I mean, obviously that obviously there were. Uh, tensions between there have been tensions between Gail and Rita for quite some time. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. Um, and it sounds like Rita maybe took it a little too far. Um, obviously, Gail's not the kind of person who's going to get physical, um, you know, back with well, well, with Rita. Well, can, let's one, get physical. Well, one of the reasons we physical. have physical. <laughs> one of the reasons we have Kevin on this podcast is because he is a semi-pro wrestler. So, Kevin, if two women are going to if, if if two women are going to fight, right, what's a good, quick move that one of them could do to really win the fight? Armbar. Like, Armbar, 15, 20 seconds, like MMA woman on Saturday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronda Rousey. So if you had Ronda to – Ronda Rousey, that shit. Who do, you, who do you go with, Kevin, if you, if, if you got Rita and Gail? Who, do you, who, are you, who are you putting your money on? Well, you gotta go, Rita, man. I mean, Gail's fucking sixty-seven years old. She ain't She's fucking rolling around in that She's probably got osteoporosis. Yeah. Those bones are fragile at that. Well, age. let me ask you this, Kevin: If Gail, if if Gail had taken a self-defense class and Rita had not, would you still take Rita, even though she's way younger? There's a lot of people that take self-defense classes that couldn't defend themselves <laughs> against the uh, 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 fucking underbrush. Kick him uh, in the nuts. Kick him in the nuts. Rita's got the the um, unpredictable rage factor. Yeah, she does. She's fired a lot of assistants. Well, plus, yeah. she's high. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, if she's high, if she's high, I'm betting it all on Gail. Because if you you got a person that's high, I mean, you could you could I could you 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 take a a, a person that smoked a lot of weed, and they could be like six four two fifty, and I have one good arm. I, I mean, Kevin knows it. We we used to do comedy. They had a lot of comedians that got just high all the time, and yeah. I pushed I pushed a three hundred pound black man over with my one good arm because he was just high as fuck. So hey man, hey man, you ever run an NFL franchise on <laughs> weed? <laughs> it's like a it's like a Chappelle shit. It's like a Chappelle skit come to life. Um, Andrew, to me. You know, you said when we first started talking about me and you were joking, or maybe it was me and Hell were joking that they were going to leak great stuff every single day. So, Gail and Rita fighting is just fantastic. What what do they have to do to top it? 
Like, what has to come out next week from the from the LeBlanc side that, like, tops You know it's this? coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow. What has to come out to top it? I mean, it's pretty good. Well, I think it's got to be lack of devotion on Gail's part. That That's the next move is, you know, infidelity or, you know, some sort of her her talking shit about Tom caught on camera um, or something like that. There's something that makes Tom second guess his decision based on a betrayal from Gail um, in some shape or form. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. That's the next move. It's it's the only move. Well, that or or Dave, do, does the LeBlanc side leak something that's like a secret plan of Gales to like sell the team to Los Angeles or something to like turn the to start to turn the people? <laughs> oh, that would that would be like the atomic bomb. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, mean it's, if, it's, if, that, it's, if, if that got released, I, I think. Uh, that would be game They're over fighting over two billion with a B, Dave. I don't think they have any standards at all. No, no, I'm not saying. You know, I, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if that ev- evidence exists because I don't know if that's actually true that Gail would want to do what that. What does it matter if it's true? You just need <laughs> two people to tell Duncan and he'll print it. Well... <laughs> actually, I would... actually, worse, uh, you need half a person to fucking tell Peter King. And he'll run the whole goddamn thing and treat it like it's gospel. I mean, here's the thing. At the price tag we're talking about, nothing is off limits. No. Exactly. We're in like what – what is what is, uh, what is Bill, Simmons, Bill Simmons called? The Tyson zone where like no, – is there anything held that they could leak that you would be like, I can't believe that. <laughs> can't believe they printed that in multiple papers and I read it on ESPN.com. Is there anything they could leak that would just – blow your fucking mind do you want me to get really depressing <laughs> i guess so go ahead i mean anything involving kids and uh, animals yeah i mean that's that's about it really that's uh, about it I, I mean if they i mean if they were running like if they were fucking operating like vampire lestat type shit <laughs> crossed with like eyes wide shut stuff <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe like meets, the meets funny Michael side Vick. Of this. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah, but you know what though? I mean, I think it. I mean, it's it's gonna get it's gonna get. There's there they could there be nothing that would surprise. It's just gonna get ugly because 
you know, the kids want the two billion. Gail probably wants the two billion. They're not gonna go, like they're not gonna go quietly. Like they're not gonna be like, okay, you can have the Saints and you can have the Pelicans. Like it's not gonna, it's not gonna go that way. So I mean, um, to actual Saints news, because I know half the people love our Tom. What Fuller. were we just talking about? That wasn't Saints news. Well, like on the field stuff. Like hey, we have half of our audience, Dave. They love the tomfoolery and the jokes, and the other half is like real football. We want analysis. So like. So like, Andrew, you are like our cap maestro, and and um, it's getting down to the nitty gritty where the Saints have they're twenty one million dollars over. Um, if I gave you five hundred dollars and I said go to Vegas and put money on the first cap move that Loomis is going to make to start a big chunk to get under that twenty one million, what what's it going to be? Well, I, I think the the first thing to kind of keep an eye on, and I, I think this is the the moving piece uh, where all the dominoes start to fall, I and mean, it has to start with this. And uh, for me, it's the Junior Gallet situation because you know he's due the 12 million guaranteed. You, know, you have the report that came out from Jason Lacamfora that uh, Sean Payton wants to cut Gallet and he wants to find a way to get rid of him. Now, you know I don't know how reliable Lacamfora. Is and I, I've heard off the, When did he say that? This this was uh, maybe a few days ago, and um, you know I I, I uh, off the record you know some media people in New Orleans have told me that um, that you know that Lacanfora has kind of missed on a lot of reports lately, and that they just don't believe he has any sort of um, idea of what Sean Pay- what, what's inside Sean Payton's mind. So. You know, I believe last time Lackenfora kind of came out and, and said something, Sean Payton flamed on him in a press conference and said that his source was yeah. a former former defensive coordinator. And the only person that we know has a direct system. The only media guy that we know has a direct line to Sean Payton is Jay Glazer. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Definitely. Yeah, if Gla- if Glazer's saying it, you know it's reliable. But um, no, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how reliable that is. But I think at the end of the day. Uh, that that's the first piece, and then once you get past that, um, you this has been well documented. You know, the Saints go from tw- whatever they are, twenty something over the cap, back to even pretty quickly, pretty easily. Um, it, it's just a question of converting salary to bonus with Jarris Bird, um, with Junior Gallet's contract that's about to come up, his his bonus. Um, uh, you've got a couple other guys um, that they can do this tweak in their contract pretty easily. And it gets them about even. They don't even need to cut anyone really to get there. Um, beyond that, um, you know, I think they're still riding on the wall for a lot of guys. I mean, you know, how they create more space. That, that's just to put them even. Um, but they got to create some room. And so uh, there's a few things. Uh, you know, obviously you look at Hawthorne, you look at Bunkley. Um, those are two guys that, that are cut possibilities. Um, you know, salary restructures with Colston, with Jari Evans, maybe Ben Grubbs. Um, those are all guys you look at to try to give them some cap flexibility. The last thing I'm going to throw out there, and this is a little bit of a dark horse idea. Um, Cam Jordan is currently on a one-year contract that I think is between five and seven million. Um, I could see them giving him a long-term deal in this offseason, And if they do that, kind of like they did with Gallette, um, you know, these big deals like Breeze and Jimmy Graham and, and Gallette, uh, and Jarris Bird, they're all they're very cap friendly in year one, and so right now he's on a one year deal for that amount, and he's you know Jordan's counting a good amount against the cap right now. They can bring that number. I mean, they could save about three four million uh, against this year's cap 
by giving him a long-term deal. And, but um, so that that's one thing to keep an eye on. Wouldn't wouldn't that be though? It would be like the Gallette deal. It would be on the Saints' terms. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to break the bank for them. But this is a good time for the Saints yeah. to negotiate because he's kind of coming off, uh, you know, a, a bad season after his Pro Bowl year. So yeah. um, I, I think the Saints kind of have leverage now to say, look, you can play out your contract if you want, and you know, try to get try to produce like you did that Pro Bowl year and bring your numbers back up, or you can take the security of the deal we're offering you right now, which is pretty fair. Dave, you convinced me with a fantastic rant a couple of weeks ago where you were just like, you know, fuck this bullshit. Every year, the Saints are $20 million over over the cap, and everybody says they're not going to be able to get under the cap. They're not going to be able to get under the cap. They're not going to be able to sign anybody, yet they do it every single year. They're going to do it this year. They're going to sign some medium-range free agents. They always do. And you convinced me, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it now. Do you still they might believe? Even, they might even sign a, a top level, top yeah. tier for you. Do you st- are you are you still convinced of that? Yeah, I, I would think. I mean, <clears throat> honestly, I feel like this offseason, as far as the Saints' salary cap space, it's even more manageable. Um, than it was last off season. I mean, last off season, everybody was freaking out. Oh, there's there's no room. There's no room. They're gonna have to do this. They're gonna have to do that. I don't know how they're gonna do anything. Blah blah blah. I mean, this year everybody's like, yeah, they're over the cap. But you know, like Mike Triplett wrote that thing. You know, that article. Yeah, here's how they can easily get under the cap and and make some space. Um, well, hold on a sec. I mean, it's not like last year was no big deal and it was done easily. I mean, I. I just want to point out, like, yes, there are yeah, things no. that they can do, but it, it included unloading a lot of players. I, I, I mean, agree let's with Let's not that. forget you're, you're all right. the guys you're they lost. Darren, right, Darren Sproles and Lance Moore yeah. and uh, and guys like that. I, I get that. And so and I Jenkins, guess the, Harper, Barker, yeah, Jenkins, Harper, yeah, because yeah, because everybody wanted Harper to stay. Um, <laughs> well, no, but I'm just saying. At, but then, but then you look at the season the Saints had on the heels of that. And everyone's blaming <clears throat> right. the, the underperformance on the lack of leadership in the locker room and the turnover and all the guys they lost. Right, and, and that's totally valid, and, and, and you do make a good point. I, I, you know, obviously, the, the point being is that they may not have to cut players to get under the salary cap and to get in good position. It's more of a question of just restructuring and, and, uh, and that kind of stuff, but, but still keeping them on the roster. But either way, I would say that this year um, the salary cap situation is a little bit better than it was last year. And so I don't, and, and last year they went out and signed Jairus Bird, the best Free safety. safety, best safety available in free agency. I was, I was going to arguably say maybe even the best, uh, just secondary player. Um, so there's no reason why the Saints couldn't sign some big name, top level guy that you would probably think is out of their price range. So you know, you just never know. All yeah, right. and just jumping on that uh, on that thought real quick. I think one big difference, you know, you look at the last two years and the Saints have had tricky cap situations. You know, two years ago, they had, you know, they had a deal that they had to get done with Breeze. Last year, it was Jimmy Graham. And so, you know, that retention is a big part of cap. You know, when you're up against the cap and you've got to deal with a guy that, that's on a franchise tag and you've got to get that franchise tag out of the way and sign him to a deal mm-hmm. so that it, it, it's not, you know, bothering your, your finances anymore. That's pretty critical. This year, 
yes, they, they still have the same cap issues they've had in previous years, but retention is not nearly as much of an issue right now. The guys that they really want, they kind of have locked up. Mark Ingram's really the only one that you can say is a, a valuable commodity that, that's currently at risk of being lost. But the cost, gonna... that it would, the cost that it would take to keep him is nowhere near in the ballpark of some of these guys they've had to resign yeah. to major deals. All right, message board Kevin, what do you expect the Saints to do cap-wise, and what does Mickey Loomis have to do to keep his job? All right, I am so glad you asked. <laughs> I had to turn my hat backwards for this one because it's like a switch. I'm thinking minimum. I'm thinking minimum Loomis is picking up Justin Houston and Demarius Thomas. And he's going to find a way to finagle some things. And he's going to get us Byron Maxwell and Rodney Hudson as well. Boom! Ha- hash- hashtag Boom. Loomis math. Does he do that the first day, Kevin? Or does that take me- message board, Kevin? Or does that take a couple days? Well, I'm saying he's saving them every day. <laughs> every day. It's going to be like those little like Russian uh, nesting dolls. It's like one big thing and then boom. Next one. Boom. The next day. Boom. Say, uh... It's the uh, proverbial uh, advent calendar, but with free agents. <laughs> Russian nesting dolls. Oh, God. Um, all right. I don't know. Is, is there... Good show. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun prediction. What team... You don't have to do a player, but we'll go around the horn. What team does something incredibly dumb the first day of free agency? Andrew, I'll start with you. You can just name the team and explain why, or you can name the team and a player. Just go. Well, for me, I think there's two guys. There's Pernell McPhee of the um, the Ravens and Byron Maxwell of, of the Seahawks. Maxwell especially. I think someone's going to come out. You know, he, he's the Seahawks have been in the Super Bowl the last two years. I think he's a good player, but, you know, kind of like we saw with Thurman the year before, who got probably more money than he deserved and then was a disaster with the Giants this year and got hurt. Um, you know, I think someone is going to spend money on Maxwell like he's the next Patrick Peterson just because he's been in a program that's been successful and maybe he's been a product of, of his environment a little bit, and he's going to get paid as the man. He's going to is he going to get ten million? I think he might. Yeah, I think oh, he'll get paid as, as a top cover corner. Someone's going to go crazy and spend way too much on him, and uh, it's going to blow up in their face. Dave, uh, I have to choose a player. No, you can just choose a team if you want, and you can say well, they're. We know gonna... the we know the Raiders are going to do something stupid. I mean, that's well, yeah, you took my thing. I mean, that was. I mean, that's like a guaranteed every Come year. Come on, you can't Raiders. say that. That's too easy, though, Dave. Come on. Um, you know, I guess potentially Demarco Murray. Somebody could, uh, you know, somebody could look at Demarco Murray's season in 2014 and and just expect him to do that again. I, I always, I always feel. It's always hard for a running back to put together two amazing seasons like that back to back, with just given the nature of the position. Uh, I, I wouldn't surprise me if you know next season Demarco Murray plays two games and then gets injured for the rest of the year. So, and whoever winds up paying him uh, the large sum of money that he's going to command uh, is going to be shit out of luck. So you know, I would say somebody. I, I, I always look at running back when when we have this discussion. Kevin, 
Oh God. Uh, <laughs> somebody's somebody's gonna uh, somebody's gonna take a flyer on Ray Rice. Ooh. That's just it's it's gonna happen. It's going to happen. I think. I'm I'm. I like the out of left field answer. Well, I mean, this is me we're talking about. I mean, I'm I grew up in left field. Um, yeah, yeah I, I I don't know. Somebody's taking a fucking flyer on Ray Rice. Uh, my prediction is Jacksonville is going to go bat shit insane to get to Marco Murray because they have no running backs and they have a shit ton of cap space and they're just going to make him a godfather offer and the internet is going to laugh at them. It's going to be like four years, 45, 45 million with like 18 million guarantee. Like it's going to be fucking banana town crazy. And the and Twitter is just going to laugh at them. Do you guys think Greg Hardy will get a massive contract or do you think he's going to have to do a one year prove it type deal? Dude, He's going to actually if there were if there were any justice in the world he'd be getting 10 to 20. He yeah. he's going to have to he's going to have to do a one year prove it deal and I think he's going to be so radioactive that he's not even going to get like a one year like 5 to 7 million dollar deal that's commiserate with his talent. He's going to get like a one year like 2 to 4 million dollar deal. Well, like I mean, nothing. that that could be – I mean, obviously, I don't think the Saints would do this just because, you know, they, they have a hard stance against problem childs, but – They could have bookends uh, him and Gallet. Yeah, yeah, you don't want him – you don't want him and Gallet in the same locker room. But um, but I think someone will get him potentially for a really good deal and could have a huge return oh, on yeah. that investment. You know, I would bet – I would bet that he goes to Seattle. That Seattle's like, come up here. We're Seattle. I'm Pete Carroll. I'm a truther. <laughs> here, we'll give you one year, three and a half million dollars. Keep your nose clean. And he goes up to Seattle and just fucking kills it and gets like a dozen sacks like that. No, no. no I mean, I'm I'm going the get on the plane and fly to the other end of the coast or the yeah the, the other side of the country for the team that beat Seattle in the Super Bowl. Like, that's a good one. Too. Dude, I can fucking see Belichick murmuring his way through a fucking press conference introducing Greg Hardy and just and and uh, because, look, if there's one thing the national sports media loves as much as fucking uh, condemning somebody, it's writing those fawning fucking th- those those 600 word layups oh my where God. you fawn over a guy saying he's learned his lesson, he's made some mistakes. Da 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 da. He did his community service or donated. Can't be any money. worse than Aaron Hernandez, right? No. Exactly. And Bill Belichick oh, doesn't give. And, that's, and, yeah, that's and Bill Belichick do. doesn't give a damn. He'll just be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! He's on the team. Next question. We're moving on to preseason." Like you know, like Bill Belichick <laughs> right. just doesn't give. He has no fucks right. to give at this point. Exactly. Um, let's get on to Twitter questions. I like this one, so I'm going to start with this one. This is from Super Saiyan Saint. Dave, this is for you. You can only have one type of food yes. to eat for an entire month. Every meal. What do you choose? Nougat. <laughs> um, assuming we're not taking into account nutritional value. No. Uh, 
um, so I would eat, and I've 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 kind of almost done this before. Um, I would eat grandma pizza from Umberto's in on Long Island. Um, now, this is a New York thing, a Long Island thing, even. But uh, grandma is grandma sliced grandma pie is it's square so it's kind of like sicilian but it's not as thick it's thinner and umberto's i believe umberto's is the originator of it and every other pizzeria on long island makes their version um but it's never as good as umberto's and they just use fresh tomato fresh mozzarella um and and it's and it's always best not when it's first made, but like when you leave it sitting out for a little while and then you reheat it um, and then you eat it. Um, I could probably eat that for a month straight and be okay. And I've worked for Umberto's before and um, as a delivery driver twice in my life. And um, and whenever I'm working there, I, I, I'm always eating it because I get it for free. So you could do. So you have a little practice. So you could. Yeah, I don't, exactly, if you yeah. ate that for a month straight, I don't think you'd be okay at all. No, I don't think you'd be okay eating anything. Well, no. You so, know, Kevin, if, so Kevin, what would you eat for a month if you if you had to pick one thing? If I had to have one thing, I mean, now if I say now, how specific do I have to be? No, you can pick. Kevin, just say cock and move on with it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Boy, it, Dave just Dave with the Robert Flores uh, flamethrower there. Uh, <laughs> I don't see. know who Robert Flores is, but whatever. That's okay. He's an ESPN guy who just dropped some bomb on Iggy Azalea earlier today yeah. or some shit. Uh, did you what? So what would you eat, Kevin? <laughs> Come on. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. I'm just going to say sushi. But then you're going to get um... – then you're going to be like Jeremy Piven and you're going to get like, <laughs> poisoned. Mercury poisoning? Yeah, you're going to get mercury poisoning. Andrew, what would you eat? Uh, sushi is a good call. I like sushi, but uh, I would probably go with, assuming, again, no nutritional value, um, I would have to go with the char-grilled oysters at, from Drago's. That's a mm. good choice. Um, <laughs> that would you definitely be a fat ass after that. I would oh, yeah. go. What I'm going to go with. I don't even know if it qualifies as a food, but I would definitely probably weigh at least 220 when I was done. The because now you you weigh like 80, so that would be a, a huge. Yeah, that would be a huge game. But I'm going to tell you, Dave. They have this ice cream place in Houston, Amy's, and they have a Mexican vanilla salted caramel milkshake. Wow. And I would I would eat that every <laughs> meal for a month. Really? That sounds. That sounds awful. It's fucking the bomb, Kevin. I feel like you would get sick of that really easily. I That's one of those things I think you would get ask sick Ask my of. wife. I love milkshakes. <laughs> milkshakes um, is in the top five things I love in my life. By the, by yeah, the way, I know, uh, yeah, but salted caramel? It's fucking the bomb, Kevin. Me and, my wife, me and my wife, some of our worst fights is when I get a milkshake and she's like, let's share it. And like two minutes later, it's I drank it all. <laughs> <laughs> and you're sleeping on the couch. Yeah. Like, uh, t- tying tying my answer back into football, though, actually, the New York Giants ate Umberto's every Friday, I think it was. The year well, that, that explains – I think that they, explains a lot. The year they won the Super Bowl. In fact, when they went to the Super Bowl at Indianapolis, they had Umberto's fly-in pizza that 
you know, that weekend. Uh, so all the New York Giants are huge fans of Humberto's. So there, there is a football tie-in there with my answer. Uh, Kevin, if you were to reproduce, what supervillain would it be? Wait, 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 wait a minute. I got to process the question. Wait, we're saying, we're saying like, uh, in the biblical sense, if I, if I have kids, right? You have a child, you you know, it's going to be probably like evil incarnate. So like what supervillain would it be? Uh, oh man, do I go? Okay. It's gotta be the Joker, right? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I tell you what, fuck it. I, I'm going to think of me on this one. I'm saying Lex Luthor. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Because, because I mean, modern day Lex Luthor is, uh, is, you know, he becomes president. He, he, he ran a, a billion dollar, uh, multinational corporation before becoming president. So, you know, uh, you know, the paw is the dad's going to see some residuals there. Yeah, a little taste. Uh, this is a good one. This is from the our favorite, the Gear Fondler. I just like saying that. Uh, uh, he says, "I'm going for craziest question. Should the Saints franchise Patrick Robinson, Andrew? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe at receiver, at tight end. How about at tight end? What uh, what would be the the move in free agency that's realistic, Andrew? That if the Saints did it, you'd be like." What the fuck? That they that could they could possibly do it would be a stretch maybe, but you could see them maybe like there's like a twenty five percent chance that they do it, and you'd be like, what the fuck are they doing? I don't like that at all. Uh, free agency or the draft? Free agency. Free agency. Free agency. Okay, because for the draft, I'll answer this first by saying if it was the draft, I could see Winston or Mariota like somehow falling to them at thirteen and then just taking them, improving Ian Rappaport's report correct oh, i would geez. lose my mind or or even worse taking that kid from ucla 13 oh my god but but uh free agency wise i would say um if they if they spent if the first two guys they signed were like mike Upati from the niners and like Hudson from the Chiefs. Like they're, they, they gave two guys offensive linemen huge contracts and just completely ignored the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> I would I would have a meltdown. Dave, this is from Adam Fauche. Why do media members and certain fans continue to doubt Loomis year after year? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that question's in regard to um, being able to free up cap space yeah. and and sign players. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he definitely does do that. Um, he's, he's, he's good at doing that. But I mean, I think it's I, I think they have reason to, you know, let's have this conversation five years from now, because I, I'm I think we're I think there should be a little concern about uh, about mortgaging the future um, to try and, and build a championship team now. Um, you know, I'm a little worried that they're spending money willy nilly. And, and every time you do these restructure deals to get under the cap, you're just kicking the can further down the road and you, and you're just, you're backloading these contracts and you have to do something about them later. So, you know, I am a little concerned that, 
Loomis is kind of in his office saying, well, you know, I'm not going to be here in 10 years. So what do I give a shit? What, what state I leave the saints in when I'm gone. So that, that's my only concern about Loomis, but I, I'm, you know, all, no, all I disagree. Is- Number one, they're not going to have Drew Brees' contract on the books forever. And when that goes away, that goes they, they, away. I mean, they'll be much better off. And the other thing is that the cap is going up every year. I mean, it's going it's up, going, it's, it's it's going going up, up. like 15% every year. Yeah. In and terms that, of space. And so, look, they, they've already survived the Will Smith contract. And, you know, there, there's already been big contracts, Jabari Greer's contract that they've already gotten out of. So, you know, I, I just think as guys get older, you get rid of them. And, and as long as you're drafting well, now that's the big problem is the Saints at times haven't drafted well. But as long as you're drafting well. You can do it. You know, eventually, as these guys get older and you have to cut them, as long as you have a guy that can step in and produce for them, you're fine, but it does put more pressure on you to draft correctly. Well, and, yeah, okay. but they they may have, as you put it, Andrew, you you use the word survived, and they may have survived these contracts, which isn't a good word, by the way. You want to be using if you're the general manager of a team, you don't want to be surviving contracts. You want to be in complete control of these situations. But regardless, if you're if if you're surviving these contracts, you want to have something to show for it. The Saints last year no, had, had had a seven and nine record. Well, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, but look, the Jarris Bird injury, the Jarris Bird injury. What can you do? Like, there's no way for I them to that. predict or know that that's, that that was going to play out that way. But there the bottom, injury, the bottom line is injury history with Jarris Bird. There, were there some was, there was. But the bottom line is, say what you will about that whole situation and how it played out. The bottom line is the Saints were in the a same or even worse situation last year, and everyone was saying how they were in cap hell. And they weren't going to be able to do anything in free agency. And they went out and they got the number one player on the board. And they paid him the richest contract in NFL history for safety. So I, I, I just think that yeah. if you've doubted Loomis after that, then you're clearly yeah. not paying attention. The one what, thing the one thing that they that we that the cap does, though, is at the end of the year, the Saints had Brian Dixon and Fredericks playing corner. <laughs> So, you know, there and that goes back to draft, yeah. Ralph. That that yeah. goes back right. to it, it, it this is only going to work if your scouting department does a good job yeah. of getting you young talent that can step in and for these injuries. And so, you look at Stanley Jean-Baptiste, a second round pick that they invested in a corner. I mean, that's a perfect example of a guy that you need. He needs to step up in in week 14 because they had a need there and the and the and the starting corners weren't playing well. And if, if he was really at the value of a second-round pick, that's the kind of guy that you would need to stand. But it was at least so far a bad draft pick, and they kind of blew that one. And that, those are the mistakes that kill you. Yeah. Well, he, 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 here's, what, here's what really angers me, and here's what I, I, just, I truly don't understand. You have a guy like Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots who have for the last 15 fucking years uh, uh, put out, out on the field a quality product that always goes to the playoffs. Obviously, some of that is – is in part thanks to their shitty division. Nobody in their division can give them a run for their money. But you have you have a model of building a team that Bill Belichick has has shown the entire league. Everybody says this is a copycat league. This is a copycat league. Why aren't more people copying what Bill Belichick is doing with the draft and with players? And well, the, look how successful the Niners and Seahawks have been. The draft is they are doing exactly trade that. down. Kevin is correct. I mean, I, I, the, the I know. evidence I proves it. I don't it. understand it. I, I don't understand. 
understand why Sean Payton, who respects Bill Belichick, who, who watches what Bill Belichick, I don't understand why Sean, smart guys like Sean Payton and other NFL coaches, why more people aren't following you know this what model. It, you know it what it is, Dave? My fucking mind. You know what it, you know what it is, Dave? And I'll tell you this, and this is just my my little bit of experience covering the Saints way way back when, is coaches every year at the draft just fucking fall in love with certain players and their draft board. So during the well, draft, it's not, it's, it's not coaches. It's Sean Payton. Well, yeah, I mean, Bel- Belichick <laughs> doesn't do that. Well, no, but Bel- but but most teams do, Andrew, and they say, "Oh yeah. my God, oh my God, we have this player. He's rated as a second round pick, and he's here in the fourth round. Let's trade our fourth round and our third round next year to get up and get him." Like, yeah. and every year that draft boards for teams, most of them are just wrong, and you whiff half the time if you know what you're doing, and that's what teams do, and they just they can't help themselves. And Bill Belichick and Seattle and San Francisco are one of the few teams that actually just say no. We're just not. We're going to trade back no matter what. Yeah. Um. So and, and listen, drives, I mean, drives me Ralph, you would know you would know better than I mean. I I feel like Ireland has kind of been allowed to run the show, and he he's the guy right now. He he's the main guy. Do you how how did he do it in? He he Miami. Did you he, feel like he was more like Peyton or more like Belichick? He was he was sort of in the he was I know this cop out, but he's sort of in the middle in that they traded back a little bit. But he his last year he went big and went to move up to get Jordan to get to number two spot the defensive end that was it does the flop you know yeah um yeah. but most of the time for Miami they 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 stayed. Uh, they stayed put, although they did make the big move for Brandon Marshall too, and gave up two second-round picks. So, I, I would say he's he's less likely to trade up than the Saints' instinct is, but he still does it more than I like, if that makes sense. So makes here's sense. here's a question for me from Super Saiyan Saint: What wouldn't Ralph bet on? Uh, as people know <laughs> that listen to this podcast, I am a bit of a degenerate gambler, but I tell you the one thing that I that I've that I I haven't bet on and I can't bet on is women's sports because nobody on the planet Earth hates women's sports more than my wife. (laughs) If she knew that I had like three grand on like the women's final four, I think she would divorce me. Would you do if if you knew that I bet like five grand on like a women's sporting event, you'd divorce me, right? She's just giving me the death stare. She'd be like, I don't know who you are. So why, why, why the hatred? She. Why do you hate women's sports? She's a real feminist. She, <laughs> she thinks women should be in the kitchen. <laughs> she says, "Let's be honest, women's sports are fucking boring." <laughs> I don't know. Women's tennis. Women's tennis can be pretty amazing. What about women's tennis? Okay. All right. She says, "Okay, women's tennis." All right. Owned. Owned. Oh, that's a mean backhand. What's one? Was one sport? <laughs> But I mean, I'm, women's tennis, women get the same prize money as men at a lot of tournaments, yeah. and it's absolutely deserved. But Well, that's not fair. Well. <laughs> we have boobs and we're not tall enough. She is just she is just destroying <laughs> the women's movement of the last 25 years. Do you guys get into the Women's World Cup when the USA wins every year? I don't know. I, I always feel like that's kind of exciting. The Women's World Cup. I do. I yeah. watched Ham and it was angry that I was watching it. I was Hope, like, Hope Solo and Julie Morgan. I mean, it's in the summer. What else are you gonna watch? Baseball. 
<laughs> she said, I'll watch the grass grow. It'll be more fun. <laughs> All right. Um, Kevin, last question. You can answer the message board, Kevin, or you can answer it. Ralph, your wife's views do not reflect the views of this podcast. Yeah, well. They kind of do. They kind of <laughs> Kevin, should the Saints sign? Oh, God. Now we're going to get picketed. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Should the Saints sign Lance Moore and Reggie? Oh, my God. God, who asked this? Look, okay, awesome. Look, man, we do not listen. Okay, block, block, okay, awesome right now. You're blocked. Lance Moore, Lance Moore, Lance Moore uh, should never have to pay for a fucking drink in the city. Uh, But that's that's when he's visiting because he ain't living here any fucking more. He's done. He's done. Yeah, yeah, he's done. His time is coming gone. Reggie, look. I I thought it would be fucking cute the first couple of days when I was thinking about it. Like, oh, it'd be fucking cute if Reggie came back. But the reality is, he's doesn't he, he's not he's not going to contribute anything. And he's not as, he's, he's not, not. As, he's injury prone. And he's not as I watched him in Detroit. He's not the he's not the same. He's not what he was with the Saints. He's just not. He's not what he was with the Saints. And here's the thing: when he was with the Saints, he was injury prone. Basically, he's basically like a guy. And I'm pretty sure I described him as this before. He's either going to hit a fucking 400-foot home run or he's going to strike out in the most embarrassing way possible. Yep. That's it. That's it. Yep. That's it. He's not hitting a fucking bloop single. He's either he's either hitting the fucking home run or he's getting negative uh, five yards or negative ten yards because he's the greatest east-west runner in, in NFL history. Let's not forget the uh, bogus pass interference call he got uh, against us. This year. Oh, yeah. To help that, the Lions that, win. That Raphael Bush had that bullet in the chamber and dropped it during the playoff game, which was <laughs> right. which was awesome. Which might it might be my favorite. He had been sitting on that for months. Yeah, but but Andrew, that was that's probably my f- most favorite Saints player tweet ever. Yeah. Um, all right. Look, we, we, we mentioned it at the beginning of the show before we get out of here. We got to mention it again. We. I need a new computer to run this goddamn podcast. So here's the donation levels that, that Kevin came up with and I helped a little bit, but mostly Kevin. If you make these donation levels, uh, you get free stuff and I get a computer and you still get to listen to this podcast. We know they have almost 12,000 of you people that do this every every month that you listen. So come on. So Kevin, it's like a pledge drive for PBS. So if you donate $55, Kevin will tell you all about driving I-55. If you if you donate $140, Sean Orleans will put his inverted Texas cloverleaf on you for 30 seconds. If you donate $300, you can shove me into a puddle of mud. You'll have to do that before a Saints game, either Saturday or Sunday, when I travel in for the 2015 season, date to be determined. $375, Juge will volley, volley tennis balls at your nuts. <laughs> for, for 25 minutes donate $435 Dave will lock you in his basement you have to sign a waiver <laughs> you might have to babysit his kids he might put a ball gag in your mouth I'm not sure that's your thing you donate $500 and Dave will take you on a restaurant tour of Magazine Street <laughs> donate $650 Kevin will have a Skype chat with you Donate 725 
Dave will give you a discount on all merchandise at Campus Connection. Note, Dave only applies the discount when Tulane finishes over 500 in football. So you might have to wait till like 2019 to collect, but <laughs> a very reasonable thing. And it's not about what you get. It's about for the podcast. Donate $800. Juge and Dave will give you parenting tips for the first year of your child's life. <laughs> $910, Ralph's wife will call a friend or family member of your choice repeatedly and leave threatening messages in Spanish. How about Ralph's, Ralph's wife will watch a women's sports event with you? That's, that, that's later. That's, higher, that's a higher level. <laughs> Donate $1,000 and Juge will reveal one of his sources. Hashtag sources. <laughs> Hashtag sources. Donate... $1,820, my wife will watch a women's sporting event of your choice in its entirety with you, and I will provide the food. Donate $2,000. This, this is the one that you really need to get in on. This, this is the, this is the, the, I guess the coup de grace, the top of the top, our special, this is going to get us a new computer for this podcast. You donate $2,000, and Kevin will give you control of his Tinder profile for 48 hours. I mean, I would go in, get like four of your friends, go in 500 each, to have control of Kevin's Tinder profile for 48 hours. Think of the mayhem you could cause. Think of the possibilities, The man. possibilities are endless. I'm just saying, all you need, 10 people, $200 a piece, I mean that's a, that's a gift for a lifetime. You donate ten grand, and if me and my wife are blessed enough to conceive a child, we'll name it after you, middle name only. So that they're, is. They're interviewing Sean Payton right now uh, during the uh, Pelicans Mavericks game. Oh wow! Because so, that's how interesting basketball is. Yeah. We need to talk to a football coach. <laughs> so that that is the list of the donations. Uh, go to the uh, podcast page, uh, you know, uh, chronicpodcast.podbean.com. Go there, click the donate button, make the donation of your choice. That's what you get. I think it's well worth your time. If you can't go it alone, I know it's a tough economy for some, pair up with friends, family member, a homeless guy you know. Make this happen. You'll enjoy it. So uh, do that for us. Um so that about wraps up the show. Go to uh, Saints Nation. Andrew had the the best free agent signings for the Saints, the worst free agent signings for the Saints in the Loomis Peyton era. I wanted Alinda Mari on the list. Andrew corrected me and told me no. He was for a trade. Andrew was correct. The Saints gave up a six round pick for him. Um, but Andrew's Ugh. got that's got Andrew's got that kind of stuff on there. Go to uh, Canal Street Chronicles. Uh, Cajun Commando, I believe his name. He's doing all kinds of salary cap stuff. It's great, seriously. I'm sure. I'm sure Stujo is harassing someone on. Probably. There. So check it out. And as always, Kevin is on Tinder and currently in control of his own profile. But that could change. That could change. <laughs> so. Is Kevin even with us? So, <laughs> Kevin. Oh yeah, I'm still listening. Oh, so. Uh, listening. For, so for Kevin, for Dave, for Andrew, I'm Ralph. Until next week, uh, be safe. We gotta sign Reggie. We gotta get Reggie back. Thanks, I'll <laughs> hang up and listen.